Hey, Liz. What? You know how uh, we're about to go on the road and we're doing comedy? Yeah. Uh, and you know how we like to eat and we have a food podcast? I do know that. Uh, if I give you the cities that we're going to be at, uh, can you give me the food, some food ideas or like some, uh, some the types of foods that are in that area? I'll try. Okay. Uh, Louisville. Bourbon. <laughs> I guess I should say the dates we're doing this too. Uh, Louisville on the... Uh, Actually, you should tell me the dates. Louisville is on Monday, the 24th of April. And we're drinking bourbon. When I associate Louisville, I associate with bourbon. Then the next day, we're in... In Wednesday, the 26th, we're in Charlotte, North Carolina. Barbecue? Yeah, North Carolina barbecue. Yeah. Hornets. Wine, apparently. Well, there's a wine country in the general area. I'm going to pick up smoking tobacco, I think. Great. Just on this trip. Yeah, test some local tobacco. Yeah. Uh, um, then the next day, April 27th, we're in Asheville, North Carolina. So we're eating ashes. Yes. Notably, Ash, Ash. Ash Wednesday. Yeah, then we're visiting my father. Yep. Um, then our next show oh. is May 2nd in Knoxville, Tennessee. Is that where Fort Knox is? No, that's a different word. Oh, okay. Uh, I think. Fort Knox, Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, I think... It's where Dollywood is. I think we're going to have honey. I think... Sounds like a place where they would have honey. Honey? <laughs> sure. Um, Fort Knox is in Kentucky. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, then, then we're in Nashville for a few days. Yeah, so is that also barbecue? Yeah, I feel like barbecue is the theme for all of this. Yeah, Nashville... Hot chicken. Hot chicken. That's yes, it. that's the thing. That's we're going to have some Nashville hot chicken. And then, coming, and then we'll be in uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, and we're not eating Skyline Chili. Speak for yourself. You can have all the Skyline Chili you want. That's garbage. <laughs> I think the one most consistent through line on the podcast is your hatred of Cincinnati Chili. <laughs> Get fucked, Cincinnati Chili. <laughs> I guess we should start a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Want to talk about what we have or just nope nope just dig it we're we're, we're switching gears people are gonna have to guess what we're talking about (laughs) yes in front of me there are tacos but not tacos Mm -hmm. and nachos but not nachos Mm -hmm. it seems that we are doing a fusion Mm -hmm. of sorts today yep what kinds of ingredients do you see on the nachos well looks like there's kebab meat Right? Yep, it's I. Uh, I don't actually. There, I I think Is it there lamb? are. So there's a lot of different pronunciations of this word, um, gyro meat or yes. hero meat. Okay. Yes, I'm f- familiar. Um, and then there's also some jalapenos, which are not typically of Greek cooking. Yes, they look they look very uh, messy. Like <laughs> yeah. Um, it's really all you want in nachos. In nachos, you just want to be a sloppy mess. Yeah. Yes. And that the tacos, I feel, are also of the Greek persuasion. Mm-hmm. So we're having Greek-Mexican fusion? It's actually Lebanese-Mexican fusion. Lebanese. But it's Mediterranean-style foods in Mexican formats, I think. Okay. 
And uh, I'm going to need some napkins. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got a whole bunch of paper towels from Trader Joe's. So let's eat. Let's eat. So are you full? I'm full. I am full. I am unexpectedly. This was a bizarre one. Okay. Because I feel that, you know, the concept of like, oh, I'm in like a different, like a different timeline. Yeah. I feel like this is different timeline food. <laughs> Does that I know make what you sense? mean, yeah. It's like it's just slightly, like it all makes sense. Yeah. But I've never like, and it was very good, but it's like, oh, instead of, uh, instead of meat, we have cheese in our tacos. Well, that was a choice I made. I like the choice. I didn't even know, so I don't want to get like too far in before you explain it, but that was a very... Like, I thought the cheese taco was chicken taco. Interesting. Like, I I thought it was a chicken taco. Yeah, you did say, is this chicken? And I was like, no, that's cheese. And it blew <laughs> my ever-loving mind. And I thought the nachos were fascinating, which is why I ordered them. They're fascinating. I think, and I didn't even notice this until we started eating them using pita bread, not pita chips, pita bread as... I expected chips. Yeah. Like Tostitos? Well, no, 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 no. I expected pita chips. Pita chips, yeah. I I could be, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I... Full? Well, full. (laughs) I know I feel full. I'm not sure about my opinion about the choice of bread instead of chips. I like it, honestly. Tell me why. Because I don't really like pita chips all that much. Oh. And given the choice between pita bread and pita chips, I'll probably choose pita bread. Okay. Like... If I were to, like, make a hummus platter, I would rather, like, cut up pita bread and use that than use pita chips. It's definitely, like, fancier. It's it's nice. Also, I feel like they were deep-fried pita bread. It does say. It's fried Greek pita. Yeah. So it's, like, I... For me, I thought that would mean, like, fully crispy. And that's what I think of when I think of nachos. Yeah. But I think... Because there was, like, so much sauce on it. Yeah. Like. It did get soggy. I Yeah, I, I would have, like, been weird with yeah. nachos. It would have been, like, nachos with, like, all sour, like, a bucket of sour cream dumped on it. Yeah, like, there was, like, a runny sauce, which you don't always have on nachos. It was a cheese sauce, but not, like, a, not yeah. like a nacho cheese sauce. Right. And um, I think it would have been very, like hard to eat if the bread wasn't absorbing some of the sauce and the sauce was good on the bread so i'm not mad about that it was very good it was like but it was a little confusing to eat something called nachos that wasn't crunchy if you could put a euro in a blender but not have it lose its like shape this would be this would be like a blended up your you know you know yeah i know what you mean to not not, like liquefy it yeah as you go in for another bite (laughs) I wanted to try the sauce by itself because I didn't realize it was, I didn't read the description while I was eating. And so I was like, it could have been tzatziki, but no, it's definitely cheese. Yeah. But it has that like kind of like a little bit sour kind of tzatziki-ness. Yeah. Uh, But I feel like we're getting ahead of the horse. Uh, Where did we get this food from, Liz? Oh, good point. We got the food from a vet's. Wait, wait. This all came from a veterinarian? Oh, no. 
<laughs> I have some bad news about it's, the meat. It's, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's Yvette's. Yvette's. Yeah, Yvette's um, in Chicago, which is not named for the animal doctor. It's named for the chef's grandmother. <laughs> whose and name her is name Yvette. was Yvette. Her name was Yvette. And she loved animals. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's relevant. Yes. Um, but yeah, so Chef uh, Mitchell Abujamra um, named it for his grandma, his uh, Yvette, and a lot of the components are based on her recipes. Yes. And the Yvette's was opened with uh, by Mitchell and another chef, Rafael Esparza. Um, not the... Not to be confused with... <laughs> Not to be confused with Raul Esparza uh, from Stage and Law and Order fame. Yeah, I mean, if he were there, I would have gone to pick it up instead Look, of sending you. In between the, in between, you know, winning Tonys for Company and starring as Raul Barber or Barbara. Barbara. In, um, in, well, that's why it's confusing. His name is Rafael Barba on the show. Right. And so, uh, in between. Uh, he opened a very... He opened a acclaimed takeout spot in Chicago. He yes. really could do it all. Yeah, so, no, Rafael Esparza um, also contributed some of his Mexican grandmother's recipes to some of the components. So, um, they work together to develop uh, foods that use a little bit of both. I think nowadays... Based on the website, it looks like uh, Mitchell Abujamra is the person running the kitchen. And so I think between the opening um, in 2020 and now, it's the, me the menu shifted a little bit more towards Lebanese. To ask a question, are there multiple restaurants of this? There are multiple locations, yes. Yes. There's one in Lincoln Park, which is the original location, uh -huh. and then they just opened one in Lakeview, which is the one we ordered from because it's a little closer. And there's it, also one at Time Out Market. And the and the one in Lakeview that we ordered from is right across or right down the street from where I work. So I was curious if you'd eaten there yet, because when I saw they were opening one up there, I was like, "Lucky you." I had not because I knew that it was like very much in the vein of something you would want to do, and you might get a little sad if I <laughs> if, if I'd I, been like surprised, and you're like, "Yeah, I had this for lunch it's yesterday." Like, oh yeah, no, I've had a cheese taco. <laughs> um, I don't know if you would have chosen the cheese taco. No, but now I. But now I'm. Probably might if I'm like, because I'm so tired of like, uh, like the Quadoba and the you got a pot belly, pot belly that I've had a thousand <laughs> times, yeah. But like, this is cool. Like, it took the place of my where I would go and get like a cheese coney, like, because there was like a Coney Island dog place there for like, oh, this was definitely one of those like spots where you have a uh, a place there for six months, and then it sits vacant for six months, and then oh, something yeah, and else then is there. Like yeah, a slightly different version of whatever that right. was. Right, yeah. it was always like burgers and fries. Or, yeah, uh, there was they, they did have gyros at the other place, not as good as this, mm. but uh, this is definitely a little step up from the from the seven dollar two cheese coney and fry deal that they had. Yeah, going on there six months ago. But just as likely to make you sleepy if you eat too much yeah, of it, I'm yeah. realizing. Um, yeah, so Yvette's is notable, not just because it's close to your work, but it's 
gotten a lot of interesting accolades since it opened up. In particular, the New York Times released a list of the 50 best restaurants in the country. Whoa. And Yvette's was on it. Nice. So. Is it, like, because this is, seems like very fast casual, the one that I picked this one up from. Is the other one more of, like, a sit-down kind of restaurant? I think they're all a fast casual concept. But I think when the New York Times made that list, they were considering all kinds of concepts. Cool. So they weren't just, like, what are the 50 best tasting menus and also this one fast casual place. I think they, if you, I remember looking at the list I feel it was a pretty wide mix of things. I feel like this is the kind of food, and maybe it's uh, this will come up later, but this is the kind of food that would be good at a sporting event. Mm. Like these, like, yeah. taco, these, like, tacos, and, like, the... The, the container that they come into is a very kind of revolutionary, I find, like... Oh, yeah, this little, like, three-taco guy? Yeah, it's like a three-taco container that I've never seen before. And then, like, nachos with a... Nachos with a with a fork. I feel like this could be a good... This would be a good at a, at a baseball game. Yeah, I mean, we just went to a hockey game, and I got a walking taco. Right. And that was really good to eat at a sporting event. I think, so. I think that's a different episode where we talk about uh, the best, like possible food for sporting events yeah we'll have to do some brainstorming on what that is but i was happy with my walking taco and i think like that little taco case yeah that's would make it easy to get tacos places so since you can't see it it's basically a normal like cardboard takeout container but it's in three rectangle like spaces so that you can put three tacos in it kind of looks like what you put your silverware in after you've taken them out of the dishwasher exactly yeah but it's like cardboard for like takeout so um props to them for uh carry out innovations um but yeah so that's like the main reason why i was excited to try this spot is it's an interesting fusion of Mexican and Lebanese, but then it's also been getting just a lot of press, including this New York Times. I found the article. It's the 50 places in America we're most excited about right now in 2022. So um, I was like, I should check this out. And then it took another six months to go. Well, then it opened up closer to us. Yeah, now that it's slightly, like one mile closer. (laughs) Um. And I will say, like, one of the things we talked about when we talked about Al Pastor a little while ago is, like, the fusion between Mexican and sort of Middle Eastern food isn't as wild as it sounds. Like, I've never had these combinations of ingredients in this way before, but, like, Al Pastor is a food that uses both techniques from Mexico and Middle Eastern food, so it's... Uh, It's things that fuse better than you might initially think. So to talk about the things we ate, I think I have the least of background information about the pita nachos because, frankly, that just isn't a food that, like, has a history. Yeah, I think, like, that's... that. Normally you're just like, oh, this this food has been since the 5th century when the blah, blah, blahs were invading the blah, blah, blahs. And it's like... This was just something that the chef thought of because he liked nachos and he was working with whatever. I think that's basically accurate. Like, I think it was like, what can we do? And with this sort of template of foods, and I think it was like 
we can, I mean, because what's interesting about this in terms of fusion is it's nachos, which you don't usually see in a Middle Eastern setting. Like, you see, like, matze laid out differently. Like, you have dips and then you yeah. dip pita into it. This is definitely pita smothered with a bunch of ingredients, specifically cheese sauce, onion, radish, tomatoes, pomegranates, feta, mm-hmm. parsley, wait, all of which are <laughs> Middle Eastern ingredients, yes. and then there's one surprise Mexican ingredient. Jalapenos. So you do still have your jalapenos. Yeah, there are two, I, three big takeaways I have just about the nachos. Okay, tell me. One, uh, I, there was feta cheese in that. Yes. But it wasn't, normally, like, when I eat things with feta cheese, like a salad or whatever, the feta is so overpowering that I don't like it. Like, I'm yeah. not a big, like, feta as a flavor person. Hmm, mm-hmm. But as, like, a filler in this, where it's where you're getting all the other taste and the feta is just kind of enhancing the, the already there taste, I loved it. Yeah, I like feta. But I think the fact that there was a second cheese yes. kind of calmed it down a little bit. And also, like, the meats and, like, mm-hmm. everything. Like, it wasn't... Oh, yeah, because we did get... Um, Hero, Euro meat. And Which brings me to my second point. I think, like, it could have been very easy, easy to, like, crumple the meat and make it, like, a t- kind of like a taco meat. I love uh-huh. that they left the, like, long strips of the Euro meat. Yeah, it actually made it really easy to eat because you could kind of break off a strip that was the length of your pita and yes. make a little sandwich. It looked... Way more intimidating than it actually was to eat. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that the... I, I thought that that was very, like, cool. Yeah, I enjoyed that very much because I love gyro meat. And I did, while we were eating, Google how you pronounce that word. And Block Club did a deep dive. Oh, good. It says, we asked a bunch of Chicagoans... But they really just asked Greek restaurants. That's good. We asked a bunch of people that had never eaten Greek food before. We just walked into the street and said, how do you you pronounce this word? Um, And it's pronounced gyno. (laughs) I call it lady doctor. (laughs) Um, No, it's gyro is the correct word. Gyro. So Y-E-E-R-O-S if you have multiple. Euro. So it's Windy City Gyro. Windy City Euro. Windy City Gyro, but they sell Euros. It's very confusing. (laughs) Uh, And then my last thing that probably my favorite, this is going to blow your mind. My favorite thing about those were the pomegranate seeds. I was so curious what you would say about the pomegranate seeds. I love the pomegranate seeds. I think I'm a big fan of pomegranate in general. Yeah. Uh, I like that it's an activity while you eat, of, like, popping them in your mouth. <laughs> but I love the way that it was just, like, a, a, it was a fun, like, not too sweet, but sweet surprise. Yeah, I thought they, I like them too. I don't think they're so sweet that it was weird. No. I think it was, like, the right amount of sweet for this dish. And it wasn't just, like, it was, it was a, a dusting of them. It wasn't just, like, a overall like we dumped a whole uh pomegranate onto your plate yeah i think it was really well balanced because the ingredient that i don't always like that was in there is raw onion Mm -hmm. i have no problem with like onions in general but i don't like 
big pieces of raw onion. Yeah. And that was also balanced in there well enough where, like, sometimes I would get onion flavor, but it wasn't like, oh, I'm eating just raw onion, and this is uncomfortable. For sure. I also, like, I like... I mean, I feel like this could have been done without the jalapenos, but I feel like they added the heat. Yeah, um, I liked, obviously, I'm, I liked having the jalapenos in there as a nod to, like, nachos. nachos yeah. I suppose if you said, what are the fundamental ingredients of nachos, beside, it would be chips, chips cheese, cheese, and jalapenos. Chips, cheese, yeah, I guess. I guess even in, like, the, the when you get them from, like, a movie theater, that's, if like, that's the, the basic. that's the three things yeah. they put in there. Yeah. And then everything else is, like, a bonus. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I enjoyed them. Oh, the one thing that that reminded me of is that when I opened it and I saw the pomegranate seeds, I was like, oh, there's beans. (laughs) And then I was like, wait a second. I read the description of this. I know there's not beans. Even better than beans. Even better than beans. That's, that's going to be my new slogan for pomegranates. Better than beans. Better than beans. Well, they're not really like beans at all, but they are the same color. I, I think that you hit on it, too. What I was trying to say with the feta and the pomegranate is, like, the proportions of this were... It looked very massive when we, like, opened it, mm-hmm. but proportionately, it all made sense. Yeah, I agree. I think everything with All the components were balanced really well, and it was interesting set of flavors... I, my one thing is I would be curious to see what the experience would be like if the pita was crispier, like I mentioned earlier, just because that would read more like nachos to me. Yeah. But I have no complaints about this as a food. You're, I would, you're, you're, you're getting held up on the definition of nachos. I am a little bit. And if I they think, called this a salad. <laughs> if, they, if they called it a panzanella salad, a panzanella then I'd be like, salad. there should be lettuce in this. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't know what, what I would, would call it instead is a good point. Like, I definitely would... If you call it a salad, I would have different complaints. Right. <laughs> it's a salad because it has pomegranate seeds. Yeah, it has radishes. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely not a salad. It's no, definitely it's nachos. Like, it's, yeah, nachos is the closest thing, but it's just like... I think I'm realizing that to me the word nacho implies a crispy chip, and so I'm like... I'm a little let down by that expectation but that has that's nothing to do with the food and as we're talking about it I'm like yeah I don't know I feel like I'm the chop judge that's like you call this a stew but it's really more of a soup (laughs) and I was expecting chunky and now I'm angry about it and the other judges are like but it's a really good but it tastes good yeah (laughs) no I I think that uh I hear what you're saying i just don't have the same definition of what a chip is to you you know oh because i thought the crisp i thought the crisp on it was perfect you're also like you like irish nachos which is like with with potatoes Potatoes. which are a similar consistency where they're like fried and like have a little bit of crisp but they're still soft because they're potatoes yes and do you think that irish nachos count as nachos well the they i suppose (laughs) again i don't know i don't know what i would call them instead (laughs) i think the good thing is like because there have you ever gotten nachos that it's like 
there's so much cheese and so much meat and so much everything that it just you get a sog you get a soggy chips. Yep. Yeah. I think that this is an improvement because like it's the like the yeah you're right it doesn't end up being soggy in a bad way. Yeah, for sure. The like the pita holds its consistency with the sauce enough. Yeah. It doesn't get like weird like like when you can't even pick up the chip anymore because it like breaks apart in your hand yes yeah when when it's like i like using a fork out of like i'm gonna pile things on i don't like using a fork as like i need it to scoop my notch my nacho yeah i don't want to eat nachos with a fork and i guess in that sense this is good because i while it made my hands dirty i did not need to use a fork for this right and i did use a fork with it but in the way that i like using a fork with nachos yeah, okay, so I guess I'm back on I'm back on the portrayal of we can call those nachos. Good. We'll call them up and tell them they were they're waiting on they're, it. They're waiting on an answer. <laughs> on an answer about this. Um yeah, it was I, I liked that. I would definitely order that again. I would be excited to see pita nachos is, in a different location. Would you say that this is in my like a thing of nachos like this is in my lunch like parameters? Would it be a thing that I could grab at lunch? I don't see why not. Is it in my, like, budget? Like, I didn't... Oh, it's $13. It. Oh, yeah, that's not bad at all. And the tacos are, like, mostly $6. Oh, hell yeah. I could get a cheese taco for lunch. Yeah. And there's also wraps for 12 to $14. I spent way more at the 7-Eleven right next to it. Ha ha ha. And you can get a waffle hash brown sandwich for $8. Ooh. If you want breakfast for lunch. Nice. And there's a salad that's like an actual salad. Now, an actual salad, like it has, like it's this, like we're classifying this as a salad. Okay, so frankly, the difference between this and the salad is that the salad includes romaine and not the cheese sauce. Oh. Instead, it has sumac lemon dressing. Oh, okay. And there's no jalapenos in the salad. Well, I'll bring my it own. It appears, yeah, bring your I'll own. bring my BYOJ. <laughs> Everything else is the same, it looks like. Nice. But, uh... Including the pita. We're talking... But but we haven't talked about the, the, the tacos. The tacos, yeah. So, we had a chicken taco and a cheese taco that you thought was chicken. Which I thought the... Chi- I, I bit into the chicken taco... Or the cheese taco first. And did you bite it and then you thought it was chicken I still? I was eating it. I was chewing it. And I was just like, this is like really good chicken. I was dying. I was like, this is really good chicken and I looked at it and it looked like it was kind of like grilled yeah and so I like it had like the grill marks that you would have on like a chicken breast. yeah so we're learning that Dylan's favorite chicken is halloumi cheese yep have you heard of halloumi cheese before uh I've heard of heirloom tomatoes heirloom <laughs> heirloom tomatoes halloumi is a traditional cheese from Cyprus and it's a classic ingredient in a lot of Mediterranean foods. It's the cheese they usually use to make saganaki. Okay. Do you know what that is? Nope. It's like a flaming cheese dish. You can't call them that. Anyway, so it's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's um, a cheese that is a mixture of goats and sheep's milk and sometimes includes cow milk depending on who's making it. Um, and I ordered this because I've never had it on a taco. Uh-huh. Um, I've usually had it flaming, apparently. <laughs> um, no, the thing that, like, 
makes it interesting is that this cheese has a higher melting point than usual, which means you can fry it or grill it and it doesn't necessarily melt. Like, so that's how you can get like the grill marks. That's cool. I like that. I want to get some. Yeah. I mean, they sell it at grocery stores. This is, this is one of those ones like. Maybe I've seen it and I just have not known what it was. Yeah. If you don't know what it is, it's not going to stand out. It's not, but like It's it's cheese, it's one type of cheese, but it's, Halloumi is like um, some of our other favorite European products where it has a trademark which prevents um, anything outside of Cyprus being officially called Halloumi. So um, if it's produced outside of Cyprus, it's just sparkling cheese. <laughs> um, no, but it's like one of, it's one of Cyprus's top agricultural exports, and but other people make it as well, and uh, it's. I did look a little bit into the process. I have to say, like, I can only read the process for making cheese for, like, a minute before I, like, lose track of what's going on. You have to pay the cheese tax? Yeah. <laughs> but, so, it's, um, poached in water or whey, and that step is what makes it resistant to melting. And, and that's then, so weird, because normally... I don't like a hard cheese that doesn't melt. Yeah. I like a, I like a, like a, like a. You like a soft. I like a soft cheese. But mm-hmm. this, when I wasn't expecting it to be cheese, was perfect. And the texture is really different from yeah. other hard cheeses. Like, so it's described as squeaky. Yeah. And you can actually, like, if you eat it by itself, you can feel it squeaking in your mouth. That's and... what the, have you ever, when... I didn't know what a cheese curd was before I moved to Illinois. It's really, it is. That like, a, that, that's what they're saying. Is like, that it's Halloumi is similar to cheese curds. The thing that people do where it's like, you know, it's really good if you can squeeze it and make it squeak between your fingers. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't want to do that with something I'm going to eat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but once I squeeze it between my fingers, I'm probably not going to like put it in my mouth. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So it's, it's a... That something about how it's poached makes it not melt when it's heated, which is why it's really good for vehicles like a taco. Yeah. Although I've never had a halloumi taco before. Again, I think this might have been invented by Yvette's, but... What did you think of it? I liked it. Yeah. Um, I like halloumi cheese. I think it's an interesting ingredient. What was the other stuff on it? Because I thought the other things were... I thought there was, like, other cheese on it. But I... It... But it was like it was like seasonings and such. I am not sure because it doesn't say on their menu. Oh. There's definitely like there's like some cilantro or something. I think it's like a, like a pesto. There was like mint. Like there's definitely yeah. some herbs. Yeah. I'm gonna look if I or if I try to order one again and if it'll give me more information. <laughs> You're just trying to order one again. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> if I order it again, then I'll take it apart and I'll see what's on it. <laughs> All right, we'll pause the podcast and go get another one. We'll go get more tacos. See you all later. Um, Single tacos. It's single, ladies. (laughs) It's ladies. Our store is currently not accepting orders. Well, well, we got the last one ever. They closed. (laughs) Yeah, so I guess in conclusion, I don't precisely know what's on the tacos, but. um, That's fine. It was definitely, like, some kind of herbs. I think there was some of the, like, radishes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was very good. I, uh, and not to say that the chicken one wasn't good, but this was, like... It was more interesting. It was, like, just, I, you know, the, like, having things I've never had before. 
Yeah, and it was um, on a, like, sort of a pita yeah. style. It wasn't, like, on a tortilla. I, yeah, it was, like, it was, like, kind of, like, in between, like, a tor like a flour tortilla and, a, like, a full-blown pita. Because it was, like... Yeah, exactly. It was, like, softer than a pita would be, I feel. Yeah, I agree. And that's actually something that um, one of the only things that's um, not invented by Yvette's that we had today was the chicken tacos, hmm. um, which are tacos arabes which are a style of taco that you can also get in Mexico or in other places. Although typically it's made with pork instead of chicken. Mm -hmm. And it's basically um, chicken. It's usually in like a Lebanese marinade, so things like cumin, oregano, onions, and then typically has Mexican ingredients as well, like a salsa or a lime juice, which this one didn't have as much and then it uses either pita or a flour tortilla and sometimes it uses like a thinner pita that's supposed to be a similar shape to a tortilla yeah. um the quote i found about tacos arabes was somebody said tacos arabes allow those of us who live in tortilla deserts to say fuck it i'm gonna use some decent pita bread instead and my tacos won't be any less mexican <laughs> i feel that that's kind of true because I feel like before you, like, I don't know, maybe it's because I started cooking at, like, a younger age before I, like, kind of knew what different world cuisines was. I feel like I would make a taco in a pita with, like, taco ingredients, like, mm -hmm. like meats, cheese, salsa and stuff, yeah. and not know any, like, different, be like, yeah, I'm having a taco. Yeah. And it's valid. Yeah. I think it's valid. Um, and I liked the one that we had because I didn't think it was super thick the way pita no, bread can be. No, that was no thick taco. <laughs> um, yeah, so I am glad that you liked the cheese. Yeah. I wasn't sure what you would think. So overall, this might go to the top of the food that you've brought home, or you've brought home, uh, that uh, we've had... On this podcast that hasn't been like a sit-down course meal. Cool. I feel. I feel yeah. like very strongly about this food. Good. That's convenient because you can eat lunch there. I know. I'm very happy about that. Uh, catch catch me there Monday. I'll be... So you think it lives up to the hype of one of the New York Times' 50 favorite restaurants? It's so weird because I think it's... It, the hype doesn't make sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I feel like... It's a low-key, really good food, mm -hmm. but it doesn't strike me as something that, like, a New York Times would come all the way to Chicago and rave about, you know? Yeah, I agree with you. I am surprised and a little impressed that the New York Times found this yeah. place. Like, I, I would be interested to see what their brick-and-mortar, like, first, like, location is like, mm -hmm. but this was very inconspicuous. Uh, where it's in between a 7-Eleven and an auto repair shop mm -hmm. on, in, like, a building. And yeah. so it's, uh, it's very, uh, it, and it was, like, people were grabbing it and sitting at the counters. There's only, in the building, there's only about, like, eight tables. In the, uh. And then, like, but people were grabbing it and going, but it mm -hmm. was people, there was a pretty long line. So, uh, but I, I, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, I would definitely have this again. I think the thing that really stood out for me was just that everything 
was creative. Yeah. Like, there weren't things... It made it hard for me to do a big history lesson because a lot of these things, I think, were invented. It wasn't just, like, euros. Yeah. You know? It wasn't just, like, tabbouleh. Yeah. You know, if they're they're doing something that, and not to say that those aren't good. I love tabbouleh. Right. But, and I think there are like elements of tabbouleh on this. Yeah. But it's like they're they're really not doing the traditional thing, and I think that's what catches people's eyes. But uh, it was yeah. a good find. And it's like really good. I think it's really good like flavor combinations, but it's like in new ways. Yeah. And I think that's always interesting to me. No, so. big fan. And I probably it's one of those things where it's like if. I, I think that I when they when I saw that it was going in and I saw uh, Mediterranean Mexican fusion I sent a picture of it to you mm-hmm. and you had already heard of the first place yeah and I probably would have never like if we hadn't been like doing this stuff this podcast and stuff I would have walked by it a thousand times before going in yeah. It's interesting because yeah it's, it's, it's notable but it also I feel like flies under the radar at the yeah. same time. Yeah, so um, you had a bit of an adventure, uh, and not just today. Picking not, up not just food. picking up our, not just picking up our food today. Yeah. Uh, yes, I came off the road. So what did you eat on the road? So I have a. I knew that you were going to ask me these things, so I tried to keep track of the highlights of. Well, so where did you go first of all? So my main comedy tour that I just went on was through the Southwest. So like uh, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Kansas City. Yeah. So did I miss anything? Sounds right. Yeah. Uh, And I will say I've got a list. They're not, it's not in any particular order. Uh, I'm now going to readjust the list because uh, there's some things that have come up earlier today that are, that are similar to the list, but uh, things that were left off the list that I ate a lot of, uh, beer. <laughs> Had a lot of craft beer because we were doing shows at breweries, mm-hmm. so got a lot of uh, complimentary craft beers. Nice. Uh, I, a lot of lot of lagers, a lot of American lagers, a lot of red lagers, which are a thing, apparently. Okay. Uh, also, not going to talk about the, the fast food we ate. You guys don't want to hear me talk about Whataburger. We're going to probably do a Whataburger episode next time we're in Texas. You don't need me to talk about Whataburger, in and out all those kind of things. Yeah. Uh, also, not, not going to talk about burgers uh, because there's not a lot you could talk about burgers. Well, it depends on the burger. But yeah, but these were... These were... Standard. Brewery burgers. Yeah. So, but with that caveat, here is my list of top things and i think there are five of them and the first one is very similar i'll go with what we had at the pondacetta brewery shout out to the pondacetta brewery in uh amarillo texas Mm -hmm. i had uh and this is a i got the philly cheesesteak tacos so it was like a philly cheesesteak taco they had a they had a food truck that made all kinds of like tacos and burgers. I had the Philly cheesesteak tacos, but it was not as good as what my traveling companion Tyler got. He got the Korean street tacos. Interesting. So it was like Korean, uh, like goju, gogujang, 
uh, pork Ooh. and a sriracha like so spicy. Sauce. So they were like spicy like kimchi cool. street tacos, and I was just like, it was funny because we we're talking about like taco fusion, and this was like, I was like, that is like a cool thing that I saw. So um, tacos can be a wide range of things. I feel like tacos are lend themselves to fusion food. Yeah, very easily because you're just it's very easy to still recognize something as a taco. Yeah. Even if all the ingredients are changed and I don't think people have the sort of hang-ups that I have about nachos where like it has to have a certain set of things to be a taco. I think as long as it's in like a tortilla and held in the shape of a taco. Yeah. I'm willing to give it a pass. Yeah. It's you're not <laughs> It's, as long as it's on a bun, it's a sandwich. Yeah, if it's, if it's on bread. bread and you're calling it a taco, I have some questions. <laughs> what if you what if you smashed a piece of bread down, like a piece of Wonder Bread, and you like smashed it down and curled it up like a taco? Does that count as a taco? That sounds disgusting. You're not answering my question. I mean, I guess. Moving on. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that idea alone. All right. Well, I know what I'm not making for dinner tonight. I mean, take back the Wonder Bread. <laughs> when was the last time you ate Wonder Bread? Childhood? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think people past, like, puberty eat Wonder Bread. I don't even know if I ate it when I was a kid. I mean, I'm sure I did at some point, like, a, I think on a school trip I think, or, I think like... School, if you ever ate, like, a school, like... PB and J, you probably had. Yeah, we had PB and J, and I don't know if your school had this, but in the Northeast, we had peanut butter and marshmallow. Ooh, that sounds. That you could buy at your school. Sounds hella sweet. Yeah, it's well, so is jelly. Yeah, I don't like PB. I don't like PB and J either. I don't know if fluffernutter is actually sweeter than PB and J, but it is drier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we would always have a thing where. A teacher would buy it, and I feel like you can't do this now because of allergies. Yeah. Where teachers would buy peanut butter or the marshmallow stuff, and then kids would take spoonfuls and have to like recite spelling words or stuff. Did you ever have something like that? No, that sounds like a weird like. It was like a thing. Humiliation. You had to you had to like spell words with marshmallow fluff in your mouth. Yeah, or like. Or see how many like marsh actual marshmallows you could put and say fluffy bunny. Did you ever do Chubby that? Chubby bunny. I mean, that's not yeah. something you did in school. That's like a party it, game. I think we did it in school. <laughs> we had teachers that had us do it in school. Oh my god, that's like a recipe for choking. Oh yeah, and also like I feel that at one point we had teachers give us spoonfuls of peanut butter, which is definitely. <laughs> Not something you can do now. I mean, you couldn't do that for a lot of reasons. Also, are you just all taking a spoon out of the same jar? Yeah. It was it was Oklahoma. Everybody had one communal spoon. Oh, no. <laughs> the, the one Oklahoma spoon. <laughs> it's our spoon day, kids. Get out the peanut butter. Oh, I guess that remi- says that honorable mention of on this is, oh. uh, is we ate at my mom's house. Yeah, so. I was wondering your mom would fall on the yeah, list. Honorable, honorable mention on the list. Uh, we ate, she made a quiche that was really good. Oh, nice. Her. And a, uh, it, she, she's gonna kill me. It's not stroganoff, but it's like, it seemed like a stroganoff, but she, she like, and it's not bouillabaisse. Maybe it's bouillabaisse. That's a seafood stew? Nope. It's very different from can't, stroganoff. Can't remember, but she doesn't listen to the podcast anyway, so. Beef bourguignon? So we're gonna say it's stro- bourguignon. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah. She made a beef bourguignon. Cool. 
That's so, impressive. So shout out mom. Booyah base would be impressive too, but it's not similar to Stroganoff. Nope. But you got what I was saying. I figured it out. Okay. Moving on to the list. Uh, in uh, Santa Fe at El Kumal, uh, we had a... Have, have you ever had chili relleno? Chili relleno? Yes. Chili relleno? Yes. It is... So we were... So the way we found out about this is Tyler was posting... Uh, on Reddit, hey, come out to the comedy show, and somebody was like, in the replies, was like, if you're not funny, I'm gonna throw a chili reno at Rieno. you. Rieno. at you. And we were like, what is this? And turns out it's like a local Santa Fe delicacy with meat and cheese stuffed inside a, like, poblano pepper yeah. with, like, a with like a coating on the outside of it. Yeah. Very cheesy, very good. Uh, your thoughts? They're great. I've never had this one, but I've had them. I mean, they sometimes they would come in my blue apron. Oh, cool. So it's Did just. Did you stuff it yourself? Yeah, you just cut the poblano lengthwise and then fill it. And if you do a bad job, you have one really big one <laughs> and one really small oh, one. So you cut it in half, not like stuffing the whole thing. I thought, I mean,. When we made it, I think you cut it in half and then made like little boats. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, this was like, this was like it was stuffed and then the top was put back on it. Oh, wow. Yeah. But yeah, it's the same idea as like a stuffed poblano pepper. Yeah. Yeah, like, I like it when it's, you get, get a lot of like melted cheese on it. And it was like served with like rice and beans. Yeah. And like, uh, a hominy, which I oh. guess hominy is really big there too. Interesting. Yeah. No, it was, uh, it was real good. Yeah. I think it's like really big in New Mexico, but you should be able to find it here. Yeah. Oh, and apparently if you can make it, it's easy to make if you can do it with Blue Apron. Yeah. I feel like we did it with Blue Apron and then Trader Joe's used to have, I did look this up because you asked me if I'd had it before mm-hmm. and I was like, I feel like. Trader Joe's used to sell the product. Like the already stuff. Like or like a microwave it. Yeah. And they don't need more. Well, that's because, you know, Trader Joe's. Yeah. You, but, they always get... Never fall in love with any Trader Joe's <laughs> product because you never know when they're going to discontinue it. Moving on. So in Kansas City, the first of two two things in Kansas City. Ooh, did you get barbecue? A, uh, moving on. Uh, <laughs> Lulu's Thai Noodle Shop. Okay. Which, this is more about the ambiance of the place. It's in downtown Kansas City, Missouri. And we uh, walk in, and they're just blaring Blink-182. Nice. And everybody is, like, tatted up. Mm-hmm. And it's a very, like, it's like, oh, this is, like, like an alty, emo-y, punk noodle shop. Interesting. And, like, everybody that came in was, like, dressed like dressed was just like very like cool mm-hmm. and it was just like i did not expect that we just like google search like a thai food place for dinner and you found like the emo kid thai we food found place. the emo kid thai food place and uh they had all of your general thai that you could want i did my normal thai thing where i get a uh, soup and a salad nice uh but it was a that was more picked based on like oh this is a cool ambiance of food. Awesome. Uh, the other Kansas City mm-hmm. I had at Kauffman Stadium. Oh, because you is, went to the Royals game. Which was where the Kansas City Royals played. And not to like piggyback on something we had, I had brisket achos 
Ooh. It's brisket hyphen A-C-H-O. And this was, I'll read you the description. It was chopped brisket, barbecue baked beans, cheesy corn, cold slaw, and barbecue sauce all over a bed of corn tortilla chips. Okay. And that was exactly like, it was the kind of tortilla chips that you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was very good, and it was, like, very, like, fill- it was, like, $15, but it was, like, all I needed to eat for the entire game. Nice. That sounds like something I would want to eat at a Kansas City game. Yeah, the only, and I was, like, looking for something barbecue, because I yeah. didn't know if we were going to eat barbecue again while we were there, and we did, we ended up not, and, uh, the only issue I had with it was they put so much coleslaw on top of it, oh. and I had to, like, I basically took a cup of coleslaw off and threw it away. Uh, I mean, that does sound like... I feel like I've had a version of nachos like that before where it's like barbecue. Yeah. That sounds like a bigger lean towards barbecue ingredients than typical, but it sounds really good. No, I feel like... And the brisket was good. Like, it was yeah. It was very good, and I feel the ratio to, like, brisket... It, it was definitely brisket-focused and not, like... The, I feel like... The nacho, the cheese was just kind of like a nod to nachos, but it was really just a vehicle for the brisket, the baked beans, and the corn. Yeah. So. Yeah, that yeah. sounds good. I, I mean, the walking taco I had was like some of the same because it was barbecue and then coleslaw. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna do some research for our uh, future for a future episode about what the best food stadium foods. stadium foods are i'm gonna look into that you should talk about how you can get new england clam chowder at oh. boston oh that's never been something i've if it's cold enough to want to eat new I england be clam chowder game. outside it's too cold to be at a baseball game yeah remember like oh man remember how hot it was when we went to that baseball oh game my in god boston? i would i mean i don't even know if you could have gotten clam chowder on that day but that would have been it was like Jesus 90 Christ. degrees but it was I, like 100 degrees before the sun went down but i feel like boston people are so ah, we're boston they would like be like sweating bullets while they're like sweating into their clam chowder yeah, that's like, so upsetting uh, oh. okay <laughs> and moving on from that to uh to from, from something upsetting to something delightful Probably the most, I would say the most uh, food for pod thing that I ate on the trip was from uh, Pizza Bianco mm. in... Uh, I saw that on television. In Phoenix. I will say that you told me that I should go there. Because I, I saw it on television. And you were absolutely right. It's, uh, if you watch the, what is it? Chef's Chef Table, table Pizza yes. on if you Netflix. Watch Netflix Chef Table, they have a whole series about pizza and this one uh, was the, in the first episode, the only episode I've watched mm-hmm. of it. We should watch the rest of it. There's uh, nowhere else to eat pizza. And I had the Rosa pizza, which it's a white pizza with Parmesan Reggiano, uh, rosemary, and pistachios. This is, I think, the biggest surprise to me because I don't know what other pizzas were on the menu, but if you showed me a pizzeria menu and I had to guess what you would order, I don't think I would ever guess that one. I think that the, my rationale was I want something that is that I can't that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. I want something that I can't get at a tavern in Chicago. That makes sense. And I had never and I like pistachios. You do, and you like rosemary. Yeah, I like I like the flavor. I just know that you don't usually prefer white pizzas. No, I, but it is called pizza Bianca. Bianca, yeah. So I think white pizza is a 
Yeah, I think, and I think uh, the crust of it was what uh, they kept going on and on about on the Chef's Table yeah. show. And I think that it's a very interesting, uh, it was like, I think the, the best way I could describe it is like uh, uh, oven, like what's the, what's the oven roasted or what I'm trying to think of, the coal fire. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like a coal fire pizza. And they have a big, they had a big urn, like, that they do it in. Yeah, like the big brick oven. The big brick oven. And I got there, and this was, like, I had flown into Phoenix, and I went straight from the airport to the this place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was, like, it was definitely, like, a, all right, I'm in vacation mode. I got my beer. I ate a whole pizza. <laughs> it's 80 degrees. It's snowed today in Chicago when I left. <laughs> yeah. That's it, 80 degrees right now. And that feeling of just like, I can relax. The weather's good. Yeah. I'm going to eat this whole pizza. It's that like, and it's like, I'm going to spend a little more money than I want to. Like, I was like, on the plane, I was set that I was going to take public transit. But as I got off the plane, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get an Uber. I'm going to go <laughs> have a pizza, have some beer. And it was like, definitely like, that was my one day of like vacation before before like, your tour before the tour started. Yeah. So, so do you think the pizza lived up to the hype? I think it was really good. I think uh, I don't. I think that the thing with pizza is you gotta like, and we've talked about this. Like it's like you gotta like know what you're like going looking for because there's different types of pizza. Yeah. Like the Sicilian pizza and stuff, but I think like. It def- I would definitely recommend it to people. For yeah, sure. I mean, it sounded good. It looked really good. Yeah. I would order that pizza if I were looking at a menu of pizzas because I like cheese-focused pizzas. How disappointed would you have been if I had gone and I had just gotten the margarita pizza, you know? I mean, I know people who take that avenue of, like, I'm going to a restaurant for the first time. I want to see if they're good, so I'm going to get... A real basic standard item and see if it holds up. But then you, I feel like. But then you miss out on like the really cool foods. Exactly. You miss out on like their like thing that like everybody wants you to get there. Yeah. It's like you're making it more important your judgment of the restaurant as opposed to your enjoyment of the food. But I think I'm just a fan. So. Yeah. I'm not really. Yeah. I'm more of a fan than a critic. I guess that's that's a good way to describe this in general because I think. Everything we've ordered on this show, we've been like, yeah, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and it would, and I, we are paid shills, so we. <laughs> we take all, no money from anybody. And I take, we oh, I've been taking. You been, took money? Yeah. You were like, I got a podcast and I'm going to decide if this is nachos. Pay me some money. Yeah, it's, I have a payola racket going. With, wow. Yeah. And meanwhile, I'm just paying for the food <laughs> like a chump. Um. So those are my uh, restaurants. If you uh, those are your food experiences. Those are, those are my food experiences. Uh, if you uh, are traveling in the Southwest regions, uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. I mean, it sounds like you had a wide range of things too. I think we did, and most of my meals were definitely on the like we're traveling six hours today. I need to get some Wendy's. But, exactly. But I liked. Uh, when, it's nice to go to a place and like try something that's like local to that place, like barbecue or yeah. chili relleno. Or... And I feel like that's something that like in my years of travel, I've realized that like a little bit goes a long way when you're when you're eating at when you're when you're trying to like feel a little more normalcy. Mm-hmm. When it's just like if you're just eating 
Taco Bell and McDonald's and Wendy's like over and over again, it kind of starts to feel like you're just constantly on the road. But when you have like when you have like a like uh, poblano stuffed with cheese and meat, it's like <laughs> oh no, this is like this is kind of home cooking style. I feel yeah, that makes perfect sense. Uh, but I guess this is a good lead into. Uh, we're going back on the road? We should, we will have more Tales from the Road coming up soon. Yeah. Because as, uh, I guess not when this, but in a week from when this drops. Yeah, we're going on another journey. So, uh, to be continued about part two of the travels. Yeah, we'll eat some food in other states and see if it's different. Uh, and until then. Happy eating. Keep on fooding. hey folks thanks for listening to food for pod if you want to try the food we had on this episode we went to yvette's chicago lakeview location which is 2807 north sheffield they also have spots in lincoln park and fulton market if you want to go to the Lakeview one sometime during the week, hit me up. We'll go to lunch together. <laughs>